Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Teach DMD podcast for episode number two. This is going to be my ISTE 2018 review. I've gotten back from Chicago and had a couple days to recover and collect all my thoughts, and I want to share with you what I thought of the experience and where I think things went really well and where things could be improved a little bit. So thank you for joining me today. Sit back, relax, and let's get this party started. Before I jump into talking about my experiences at ISTE here on the podcast, I'd like to give you a brief reminder that you can check out my Twitter feed, at TeachDMD, where I live tweeted and discussed in pretty great detail my experiences during ISTE as they were happening. You can also check out my blog at TeachDMD.com. And there you will find two blogs uh, specifically about my ISTE experiences, one about the Hack Your Ed Unconference last Saturday, and one about what ISTE means to me in the grand scheme of things. So I would love to have you check those out and connect with me via Twitter and my blog. But let's get started here on the podcast, just discussing in general what happened at ISTE this year. In my last Teach DMD podcast, I shared five tips for navigating a successful ISTE or large conference experience. One of those tips was flexibility, the necessity of being able to change your game plan at a moment's notice. And that need rose up immediately at ISTE 2018. Last Sunday, the first day of the conference, the expo hall wasn't open. There were no vendors that the participants could go to, and there were 20,000 plus participants at ISTE this year. So all those people were trying to navigate a very small number of open sessions. Now, you can see on my Twitter feed, I posted a picture that some people were lining up two hours before a presentation. Now, my big issue with this is that if you're spending two hours waiting in a line, you aren't necessarily connecting. You aren't necessarily learning at a poster session or a playground or the blogger's cafe or a regular session. You are there specifically to gain learning from one specific session. Now, the problem arises in that ISTE is so expensive. It is a lot to you pay your registration fee for ISTE. You've got to pay for, in many cases, flights, hotels. I mentioned all of this in the last podcast. And you're spending great amount of, a great amount of time sitting in a line so you can see the one session you want. And inevitably, people are going to be disappointed. They are not going to get into that session. So this need for flexibility and really just a lot of patience reared its ugly head right away on Sunday. And many people were unwilling to try something like a poster session or a playground or a blogger's cafe, and they just sat in those lines. Now, the lines continued throughout ISTE, much to my chagrin, but they got a little better once the expo hall was open because a lot of people wanted to go and talk to vendors, connect with platforms and apps that they use on a, a regular basis. So it did get a little better. But if you're going to spend that much to go to an ISTE conference, I think we need to start examining how can we make this better? There have to be some solutions, and we'll get into the, a few of those perhaps a little bit later. 
If lines are the worst thing that I can think of at ISTE 2018, though, I think overall the conference was a huge success. There was so much to do, there was so much to see, and really it just felt like a huge beating heart the entire time. Everyone was taking the pulse of ISTE, everyone was enjoying themselves that I could see, and I was very pleasantly surprised at the changes I saw in ISTE between this year and ISTE 2015, the last time I had an opportunity to go. One of these positive changes was just the amount of diversity in the speakers that they had on the main stage. In the past, there's been quite a bit of criticism about there just being a lot of white males and not having a ton of difference in the people that were speaking before us. But this time, what I saw were just quite amazing speakers, specifically Patricia J. Brown and Dr. Luis Perez, who delivered these TED Talks. Um, ISTE introduced that they have this partnership with TED, and their talks were just blowing away the crowd. They were insightful, they were personal, they were deep, and they made us all feel what we want to feel at ISTE, which is a sense of connection to one another, a sense of hope, a sense of a bright future. Complementing these two TED-type talks was Jenny Majera, a keynote speaker from the past, who took the stage with four incredible students who were there to transform the world. Each one of them was a founder of some new website or organization that was empowering young people throughout the United States and the world. And listening to them speak reminded every educator of why we do this. We're here for our students. We're here to make their worlds better. And I really enjoyed that aspect of ISTE. There were so many student presenters, whether it was on the main stage, whether it was in a poster session, whether it was in a more traditional session. And I do think that we need to keep encouraging this. We need more students to appear at conferences like ISTE and tell us about their experiences, to show us their learning to show us their achievements and what they've produced as young innovators and entrepreneurs in the classrooms around this world. Beyond the more diverse speakers and the student presence, another hugely positive change to me was the topics of the traditional sessions themselves. Now, ISTE, we all get, is a tech conference, but I was most impressed with how many of the ISTE 18 presentations focused on relationships, innovation, the power of failure, and non-tech topics. Tech obviously was still present, but there was a concerted effort to put pedagogy and thinking before apps and platforms and technology. And I thought that was probably the most important thing. It seemed like there was a groundswelling of support for more philosophical topics and less about here are 10 tools you can use in the classroom for Google or Microsoft or whatever it might be. And these sessions also seemed to be the ones people were getting most excited about, uh, which I thought was another positive change. Let's not just look at the tech, the toys, the gadgets, the apps. Let's see how we can best connect with those people that we are serving in our schools. Now, to me, the best part of any ISTE is the people. 
Right away, last Saturday at the Hack Your Ed Unconference, before ISTE even began, I wasn't there three minutes before Kathy Boulay, an educator that I met at Atlanta in 2014, uh, ISTE four years ago, came right up to me and we just fell right back into the conversations we were having then. And she had a group of educators with her and instantly I had a mini tribe to spend some time with at ISTE. And you see that happening everywhere. The first day of ISTE, I ran into Matt Fertali, uh, who works and lives very close to me in DC, periscoping, uh, taking people through the different halls of ISTE to kind of learn how to navigate your experience. And it was great connecting with him. Overall, just constantly opening yourself up to these sorts of experiences is what makes ISTE phenomenal. I rarely saw people alone because people alone is not what ISTE is all about. You have to engage. You have to put yourself out there. And this can be very difficult, especially for somewhat of an introvert like myself. And you start feeling it come Tuesday or Wednesday. You get a little burned out. You you need that time to yourself. But for a few days, you really have to put yourself out there and experience others in a way that you can't do on Twitter, that you can't do, um, you know, via a blog or a podcast. You're, you get to meet them face to face and you get to share some pretty amazing experiences with them. Just to share one of the more odd experiences I had at ISTE with others was uh, one of the after parties, I guess you'd call it. There are quite a few of these sponsored by different vendors, but this one was special. A member of the Dave Burgess consulting team, uh, Tara Martin, was releasing her first book, Be Real. And she had a little get together with members of the Teach Like a Pirate crew at a local establishment in Chicago. And it was during the time that the Teach Like a Pirate Twitter chat normally occurred. Now, this got to be a little surreal, but basically all the members of the Teach Like a Pirate crew that were at ISTE sat around in a bar and joined in on the live tweets. So while people from around the world were tweeting with the hashtag TLAP, we were there tweeting together with them in a very unique Twitter chat where we were face-to-face with each other, um, and yet we were connecting with people around the world on this Twitter chat, and it was very different. It was very interesting and somewhat odd, but it was so much fun having, you know, getting to look up across the bar and see somebody who just tweeted something and beyond just giving them a like or a retweet, you know, we could, you know, say something to them. We could laugh with them. We could share a smile with them. And this was completely out of the ordinary, but it was one of those things that just happens at ISTE. It's experiences like that which make me wish that every educator could attend an ISTE. But as I mentioned earlier, ISTE is incredibly expensive. And being in a different place around the country every year, whether it's Chicago, San Antonio, next year at Philly, Atlanta, Denver, it's not always feasible for people to make that. So I think that one thing that ISTE and also educators need to consider is, how can I bring this huge ISTE spirit to a smaller level and make it more accessible for everyone. This morning on the PD for you and me hashtag Twitter chat, 
we floated some ideas about, and we wondered if it would be possible for ISTE, instead of being in one city, to host maybe four or five simultaneous smaller conferences around the country where you could attend live sessions or you could attend simulcasts of sessions that are happening around the country. Would we be able to maybe connect with people closer to us geographically while at the same time experiencing a larger you know, experience. Now, that may well be kind of pie in the sky thinking, but we have to maybe think about that because with 20,000 plus educators swarming on Chicago, there were lots of, you know, logistical issues. We certainly have ed camps we can attend and smaller conferences seem to be all the rage right now, whether it's something like Miami Device. Uh, recently, I just attended LearnFest in Austin, uh, a Carl Hooker experiment, and it was amazing. And I think that while ISTE is big and bold and beautiful, we need to find a way to make it much more accessible. Presenters, probably need some sort of financial assistance. If you're presenting at ISTE, you should not be required to pay for all of ISTE, uh, whether that is beyond registration fees like hotel and travel or, or some sort of compromise. We need to make allowances to get people to be able to share in these experiences. Um, like I said, overall, I loved the ISTE experience. I'm already making plans to attend Philly next year, but I want this for more people. And certainly people are excluded because of the where's, the when's, the how's of all the logistics that go into making this massively wonderful conference. So I'm going to leave you with that question. What can we as educators do to bring more ISTE-like experiences into our own backyards? What could we do to make the ISTE experience more accessible for everyone? If you've got any ideas, I'd love you to message me here at Anchor on my TeachDMD podcast. Feel free to tweet me at TeachDMD, or you can even email me at dm.dutro, D-U-T-R-O-W, at gmail.com. Until next time, I hope you guys maybe had your own awesome ISTE experience. If it wasn't at the conference itself, maybe you followed along with the hashtag NotAtISTE18. And just keep striving every day to keep the vibe, to keep the positivity of this wonderful ISTE conference alive. And make sure you keep striving to grow and progress and make your own pedagogy, your own teaching practices as great as they can be, because I know you've got it in you. So until next week, everyone, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you soon. Take care.